Looking to save your hard-earned cash? Fed up with the forever rising cost of everyday living and want to know ways of making the most of your money? Then this is the podcast series for you. Get expert advice from financial and consumer journalist Lindsay Cook, along with broadcaster Glenn Thompson. Welcome to the Mrs. Mean Money Show. And once again, a big thank you for subscribing to our series, Mrs. Mean Money Show. It's all about helping you save your hard-earned cash. Uh, it takes long enough to earn it, and you work hard enough, you want to spend wisely. And that's exactly where Mrs. Mean comes in with some great advice. Uh, Mrs. Mean's back in the studio, as always, looking as mean as ever, Mrs. Mean. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Uh, today, we're going to look at bank accounts. Don't be locked out of your bank account. This is something that I know from my own personal experience happened to me quite recently. I switched bank account and then it was all running fine. And then suddenly a, a week in, they decided to lock the account because they thought there was fraudulent activity going on, despite the fact that my money that was going in was quite legitimate. It was a salary from various organizations that I worked for. They thought, hey, up, something going on here. We're not sure. Whether they were just being cautious, I don't know. But it was worrying. It really was worrying. And just because you have a bank account and abide by all the terms and conditions, those T's and C's impeccably, mm. doesn't mean that the bank won't close you out of your bank account completely. It's, it's worrying, Mrs. Mean. It is. It leaves customers distressed without access to their wages or other income. They may not be able to pay their bills, get cash out of their machines, and direct debits aren't paid. Mm. All sorts of things don't happen. And it's a growing problem. A few years ago, I rarely heard from people who had this problem. But now it really is probably the biggest issue in my post bag. So we all need to be on our guard. So, on today's Mrs. Mean Money Show podcast, don't get locked out of that bank account. Looking at those frozen accounts, understanding the process of maybe unlocking uh, suspect money laundering or fraud, why is your account frozen, and also FOS, the Financial Ombudsman Service. Frozen bank accounts there, Mrs. Mean, why does it happen? I mean, years ago, you had a bank account. I opened my bank account with NatWest, no longer with NatWest. It was fine. It sailed along for years. There was no hassle. Why has all this suddenly become a big problem? Well, I think it became a problem to some extent in 2002 when new regulations came in and banks were given responsibility for making sure that we didn't use our um, bank accounts for money laundering, we didn't um, use our bank accounts for fraudulent activity, mm. and the banks can get fined quite heavily. Um, we've had cases of them being fined, I think, 100 million for not dealing with this. Now, that was a case that was terrible. So... Essentially, the banks are custodians of our money, but they have to make sure that we are not using their accounts to defraud people. And it is a big problem. You just think every other week I'm talking to you about the latest fraud and how when it comes to various times of year that there'll be a new fraud and whether it comes on your landline or on your email or whatever, there are people all the time trying to get us money, whether it's the old um, trick where they say, oh, we tried to deliver a parcel, but you weren't in, just pay £3.99 and click through. Well, what you're doing then is giving them access to all your bank accounts. There's a son and daughter fraud where parents get a, a message saying, hi, it's me. I've lost my phone. I'm using this latest one. Can you use it while I'm on holiday? Mm. In fact, they haven't lost their phone. They don't know anything is going on. And it's somebody trying to get access to your bank account. And it's all these things. 
every week there's a new type of fraud and it might be something to do, we've had it in the past where there have been charities and been big campaigns to get money for a particular cause and the fraudsters try and get us to join their charity and pay them money. So a lot of fraud's going on. The banks are being made more responsible since 2002 and our lives are more complicated. We are no longer just banking in the UK. People go on holiday. They don't buy traveller's checks anymore. They use their um, bank cards abroad. They um, do all sorts of different things. One of the areas that I come across, people are buying things from foreign companies. Companies. And that, again, you're using foreign currencies yeah. and it can just make somebody suspicious. And particularly for those people who are buying quite a lot. Mrs. Yeah. Mean, how long can your bank account be frozen for then? Is it years? Are we talking months, years? It can be two years. Really? Now, yeah. Most of the cases I come across are people who are relatively sophisticated and they've already been waiting for, say, up to a month to get things sorted out. And they thought that the bank was going to sort it out, but it hasn't been. So they come on to me or they go on to other people and they're trying to get it sorted out. Mm. If the bank thinks there's a suspicious activity... And they don't tell you what it is, but if they think you're money laundering or whatever, they can close it and the National Crime Agency is supposed to look into it. And what happens is the National Crime Agency, I think, has 38 days to look into it. So it can get really serious, can't it? Oh, it can get very serious. Hmm. And, of course, all this time, people who have benefits paid into their bank accounts can't get them. They can't pay their rent. People who are just doing normal spending things, you know, you can't go to the supermarket and buy your groceries because if you do that on Hmm. cash... Some people run up debts on their credit cards because they can't get cash any other way or they have to borrow it from family members, but it can be a real problem. And overall, it should be when there's a suspicious activity. Mm. Resolver, the um, online problem complaints service that helps lots of people. I mean, they help hundreds of thousands of people. And they've done surveys and they say that, yes, the number of people having their bank accounts frozen, but the amount of money that you get it frozen over, a few years ago, it would be, oh, there's £10,000 paid into your bank account. You've never had £10,000 before. What's this for? That you might think is suspicious. Now, it can be as little as £40. The banks all have algorithms that are supposed to detect if something's a bit unusual. And then a person is supposed to look at it and say, oh, no, that's normal. She's bought tickets for the Beyonce concert. And yes, that is a large amount of money, but that's a one-off or whatever it is. But the number of times I've come across people, it often is when you have lent money to a relative and then they paid you back. And that money doesn't come from another bank. Well, it doesn't come straight from Lloyd's Bank or whatever. It comes from their bank account within Lloyd's. And Mm. they say, thing that seems to get the algorithm is if two people with the same surname are on either end of a transaction, they think, oh, you must be fraudsters. Oh, really? You know, families, (laughs) they Mm. don't know about families. One case I came across, somebody had lent money to his brother to set up a business. Once the business was set up, and this took 10 years, he paid back the money. And the customer had told his bank, I'm going to be getting 30000 from my brother who is in Australia. It got frozen. 
it ended up the person who managed to get it unfrozen mm. was he called his MP, and his MP managed to get it sorted out. Inter- it's a really difficult one. Intervention from the MP. I mean, can a bank freeze your accounts, Mrs Mean, and keep your money? You mentioned about this two-year span that, you know, they can hold it for, they can freeze the account for. Can they hold your money? You can't access it whatsoever? Is it completely locked away? It's locked away. You can't access it because they think... It could be ill-gotten gains. Right. You could have been using your bank account to defraud people. And, you know, it's suspicious activity. And so they have the right. And the problem is because under the money laundering rules, they're not just supposed to tell a customer if they suspect them of a particular activity, because if they do that, they're chipping them off. Yeah. So if you go onto a bank and say, my bank account's frozen, why? They won't tell you. I mean, one of the things you're advised, if your bank account is frozen, you can't get it. Now, look at what's gone on in your bank account. Have there been any unusual transactions? Now, one person who I had help, he'd applied for a bounce back loan during the early pandemic. He got the bounce back loan from his own bank. When the bounce back loan appeared in his business account, they said, oh, you what's don't this? normally get, yeah, what's this? Now, that was sorted out quite quickly because they could see that it was pretty damn stupid. But there are all sorts of things. It can be relatively small amounts. I had an experience, and this is some years ago, sold my house in London. I had a mortgage on it with the bank and the proceeds went into a savings account at that bank. Now, at that stage, I was innocent. I didn't say, oh, Here's a letter explaining what's what. (laughs) I was actually asked, where did this money come from? Mm. And I said, well, we had a mortgage with you until a fortnight ago. Uh, And they said, well, get your solicitor to send us a letter saying that. It's just the inconvenience, isn't it? It's the inconvenience. Now, I presume because I was a long-term, reasonably valuable customer, they dealt with it that way. Get us a letter from your solicitor. You know, it was quite a large sum of money. If you're not in those realms, but you're getting money coming in, it can be people who are doing a little bit of a side hustle. They're doing an extra job and they're getting paid for it. Now, if that comes in quite regularly, they might be seen as if they're a, a money mule or something like that. If anything unusual is going to happen... An investment bond, one person, it matured. It was paid into their account and the bank then froze the account. And they said, but this is from so-and-so. And essentially, anybody who has any unusual activity, so you inherit money. That was one case where somebody inherited money from his mother and as part of the will was supposed to pay some of it over to his sister. That got caused a bank account to be frozen because not usual purposes. Again, it was two people with the same surname. And so anything unusual, you inherit money, you win money. Now, they may not believe you if you say you've won some money. So in that case then, Mrs Mean, if there's going to be a large amount of money transacting between your account and somebody else's account, whether it's paid out or paid in, it's probably a good advice to contact the bank and say, look, this is going to happen and tip them off, you know, warn them, pre-warn them of this activity. That way... You, know, you stand less chance of getting your account locked. Absolutely. Until it happens to you, people don't aren't aware of it and mm. aren't worried. I think you mentioned earlier that you had your bank account yeah. frozen for 10 days or so. That was a bog-standard payment that you'd had every month for 
four Absolutely. or five years. And they wanted and to see proof from my previous bank account statement. So I had to send mm. that through. You know, I had to scan it in, send it to this uh, bank that I'm with now. They wanted to see proof of it. They wanted proof from the company that paid me from their bank. It, it just went on and on. And the first I knew that my account was frozen was I went onto the app, kept refreshing it. And it just came up with this error message. You know, we're unable to refresh your banking details. But the bizarre thing is, my direct debits were still being paid out. Well, you were okay then. Yeah. But as I say, some people get it absolutely frozen. And, um, you know, it causes them real difficulties. Mm. They can't pay, I don't know, their credit cards. They can't pay their rent. But they also have got access to the money coming into their account. So if they're paid on the 28th of the month and their account's frozen on the 27th, then they haven't got their normal spending money. With businesses, it can be a lot worse. One case that went to the financial ombudsman, somebody had their account frozen. They were told it was going to be frozen. And this was because they had um, gone overdrawn one time too many. And the bank said, we don't want to deal with you anymore. And they were told the bank account was going to be frozen, I think, after 60 days to give them time to get a new bank account. But then the bank did it after a fortnight. So all their suppliers, etc., didn't get paid. And in the end, because it had been done on the wrong timing, the Financial Ombudsman Service said no. One, the bank had to send a letter to all the suppliers and the, the customers saying this was our error, nothing to do with them. And also they had to compensate them for all the um, loss of business. Mostly people only get small compensation because it's their feelings that are hurt more than them incurring extra costs. But the extra costs can be there. And essentially, it's not about whether the bank should or shouldn't have frozen your bank account. It's how they deal with telling you how they deal with your representations. And unfortunately, I think it's since the pandemic, but it's also Mm. since banks have been streamlined, there are fewer phone lines to actually say, I've got a problem. So I hear of people sitting on a phone for literally an hour or more trying to say what's happening. Thanks for that, Mrs. Mean. So we'll take a look at uh, being locked out of your bank accounts. Uh, From personal experience, it is scary. Uh, What about the numbers of people being locked out of their bank account? I mean, we touched on it briefly earlier, Mrs. Mean, but the numbers are on the up and up, aren't they? Are you driven by a desire to create change? Dive into From Passion to Purpose, where we unlock the stories of nonprofit trailblazers. Get inspired as leaders share invaluable tips and transformative tales that empower you to make a lasting impact in your community. Tune in and ignite your passion into purpose today. They are. I mean, the Financial Ombudsman Service reckons they receive 100 complaints a week, which is quite a lot when you consider that many people don't even know the Financial Ombudsman operates. You have to wait for your bank to say the problem is blocked or or can't Mm. be resolved before you go to the Financial Ombudsman. They reckon that they awarded compensation to a thousand customers in the first three months or so of this year. Now, again, that means it is a growing problem. Mostly people get compensation because the banks don't handle it properly. Now, in addition to the Ombudsman, which is absolutely free, 
and this is again a sign that this is a growing problem. If you look at um, solicitors specialising in frozen bank accounts on Google, you will get probably 20 companies giving you guidance on what to do. It's a big money spinner now for solicitors. So if you have a business, it might be worth your while actually consulting one of these people. They have lots of testimonies on their website saying we've helped people get this sorted out. And I think possibly the solicitors probably will say and we'll sue you for so-and-so if you don't get this sorted out. I say go to the ombudsman. I say try and sort it out yourself. Overall, the big thing, and I think I've said this twice already, but the big thing is to be prepared. If you're going to have anything at all unusual, and a lot of it can be to do with property transactions, it can be to do with bank of mum and dad, Mm. where children are about to buy a property and mum or dad hands over 20, 30, 40,000 to their kiddies bank account. If that's not documented, one, there's a worry that you're avoiding inheritance tax. But two, if somebody of 25 has never had 50,000 in their bank account before, are they being a money mule? Are they doing something illicit? So think about it and you should avoid problems, but it's anticipating is the big thing. But also, if it happens to you, make a full note of everything that has been stopped or frozen or whatever. Have you had to pay a penalty for not paying your credit card? Have you paid extra interest? Have you lost a... And this has happened to somebody that I helped. He lost a share deal because the money that was supposed to be buying shares got frozen couldn't use it. He'd been buying and selling shares for ages and then suddenly one particular deal, the bank decided not to let him do it. They decided to compensate him for it, probably because he was quite a wealthy customer. But overall, you just need to keep a full record and timings when things happen, when Mm. you first know about things. Were you warned? Because banks are supposed to give 30 days notice if they are going to freeze your bank account. But I didn't get any of that with my bank. There was no warning at all. At first, I knew of it as it went on the app and refreshed the feed, and it came out with this error message. So I got in touch with the bank via the app. I can ring them up if I wanted to, but I messaged them. And I said, but there's no more warning of this. You just suddenly pulled the plugs, and they reckon they could do that. They reckon they can, and they do, because Mm. of all the people I have helped with this problem, I don't remember a single one being warned that they were going to have their account frozen. The only one I can remember was not being frozen out of the blue. It was a a business that kept going overdrawn, using more money of the bank's money than they should do. Even so, that business is now thriving because they've had a lesson and they're going to make sure they keep their bank account in better order in Mm. future. Another thing that can... um, cause problems, but I've I've never had a complaint from somebody who's been accused of being rude to bank staff. They can close your bank if you're rude to bank staff. So again, I don't know whether it's some people who are doing stuff and they look at it and they think, I'm fed up today. Let's close this account. It seems that whimsical. I'm sure that nobody gets out of bed purposely in the morning and goes to work at a bank and says, I'm going to close their account today. I'm just feeling in that mood. I'm sure that doesn't happen. I'm sure that doesn't happen. But I think what can happen is that the algorithm alerts the bank to, we've got, I don't know, 20 accounts that are doing things that aren't usual. Now, if you've got intelligent people looking at it and they say, oh, that's somebody's birthday. (laughs) That's such an insult. And it can be as little as a birthday gift for somebody that can cause the difficulty. A substantial birthday gift, but even so, 
It's those sort of things. So be prepared, make a full list of everything that happens because of it. Because if you've lost money, the um, Financial Ombudsman Service has a very good track record of helping you get compensated for anything you lose. The other thing I need to say, and I haven't said it yet, is there are lots of offers at the moment to open a new bank account and get £200 from the likes of NatWest or Santander or whoever. You have to agree to have a couple of direct debits from that account. But don't rely on one bank account. Mm. Get a second one so that if it happens to you, you've got access to money. It may not be your full wages or whatever, but you've got access to money. You can probably um, have an overdraft or whatever while it's sorted out. We all used to have one bank account and that was it and saw us through. Now you have technical glitches when you're using your bank cards, etc. and you can't get money out. This is far more serious, but you need to have a backup to be able to get money. Okay, Mrs. Mean, thank you so much for that. Uh, Interesting uh, conversation today there on uh, frozen bank accounts. The inconvenience is just the the most annoying thing, I think, when it comes to your bank accounts uh, being frozen. It's just you can't access your money. Simple as that. You can't get it out. You can't physically go to the hole in the wall, get your cash out. You can't do anything. It's a nightmare. If there's one takeaway from today's Mrs. Mean Money Show podcast... Mrs. Me, what would that be? Well, it is to get your account in order so you know what's going on. Because quite often, if you're doing normal business, you ring a bank and they say, name one direct debit that's got out this week. And most of us don't know. (laughs) So if you're going to talk to your bank, have a bank statement in front of you. One of the big things that um, I've come across is that people who open a new bank account, and it may be to get the £200 to open a bank account, then don't use the bank account much at all. And that is regarded as suspicious because banks can think it's there Mm. to receive money that is stolen at a later date. Also, if you're suspected of fraud, but you've just got to be very careful. The bank is worried that if they're dealing with somebody who is a fraudster, that it will damage their reputation. They don't care about our reputations. If it happens to you, get onto the bank straight away, appeal to the bank, have documentary evidence of where the money's come from or where the money's going to. It's not just money coming into your account. If you spend a lot of money going somewhere, what are you doing it for? It might be you're buying a property in another country and the different rules to here. But essentially, you need documentation to back it up. The biggest problems tend to be with the um, digital banks, the newer banks. It's said that they have fewer staff and that their algorithms are a bit rougher and readier. And so be aware, if you're using a cheap bank account to do things, you get what you pay for. And so if you want a bespoke service, you might want one of the more traditional banks, and then you have a little bit of a relationship with them. Overall, use the Financial Ombudsman Service. They have been brilliant to help people. But If you need to, there are a lot of specialist solicitors out there who will help you. Help you. And indeed, thank you so much, Mrs. Mean. A great podcast today. Don't be locked out of your bank account. If you've got an idea for Mrs. Mean to get her teeth into, just head over to the website, mrsmeanmoneyshow.co.uk, or the W's, mrsmeanmoneyshow.co.uk. There's a contact us button right at the top of the page, and uh, you can get in touch with us that way. If you've got a little query, got a question for Mrs. Mean, uh, we can always answer it on one of these podcasts in the future. Or if you've got an idea for Mrs. Mean to get her teeth into, because you're always looking for new, tasty ideas, aren't you, Mrs. Mean? 
Oh, I am. And quite often, as with what I've been talking about today, you know, frozen bank accounts, a couple of years, barely on my radar. Now it's something, as I say, it's the most complained about Mm. issue. And therefore, it's happening to a lot more people than I know about. And they need help. Absolutely. All right. Contact details coming up in just a moment. Great to talk to you, Mrs. Mean. Nice to see you in the studio again. One thing to say to you, though, do remain mean, won't you? Oh, no risk of me not. You've been listening to the Mrs. Mean Money Show. If you have a suggestion for Mrs. Mean to get her teeth into, head over to mrsmeanmoneyshow.co.uk and get in touch via the Contact the Show button. Join us next time. And don't forget to listen to the other podcasts in this series. And be sure to hit the subscribe button. Mm -hmm.